the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, y'all. Dennis Prager with you. Yesterday, I think I did eight interviews since my next installment of the Rational Bible, my commentary on almost every verse of the first five books is coming out, Deuteronomy, the Rational Bible, on Tuesday. I believe it's life-changing. It's meant to be. It's the most important thing I've done, certainly in writing, in my life. And I think my books are, the other books are really important. I hope you'll get it, the Rational Bible, Deuteronomy. I know that most people never thought they'd buy a book on Deuteronomy. Many people never heard of it. I promise you it'll, it'll deeply touch your life. So I mentioned this, aside from wanting you to know about the book, I, w- I did an interview before the show today. The woman interviewing me noted that a friend's child in high school refused to stand for the U.S. flag. She was, uh, her show was on a number of media in the country, but she lives in Utah. So I I started to think about that. There are kids in this country who won't stand for the flag. Oh, and the reason, that's, of course, this is key. You know the reason? Why do you think that the kid won't stand for the flag? All right, yes, so either he's an atheist, well, that wouldn't necessarily mean he wouldn't stand, because there's nothing religious on the flag. But uh, the second one is closer, because the country's racist. No, his reason was related, but not that reason. His reason was slavery. We We had slavery. So I, I can't tell you folks how much I would love to have that kid on my radio show. Oh, it would, it would bring me great satisfaction. So my first question to him, what do you think my first question would be? Something about slavery being universal. Yeah, that's right. Something about slavery being universal. And the way I would put it is this. Can you name a country that did not have slavery? Yeah. That's the way I would put it. Including an African country. Can you name any country in the world that did not have slaves at some time? I personally can't. 
So the kid is an ignoramus aside from brainwashed. The combination of ignorance, well, actually, ignorance allows for brainwash. There is no kid in the world who should stand for his country's flag if he shouldn't stand for the American flag. I'd ask him another question once we got past the first one. What country did not have slaves? Here's another question for him. Where was slavery abolished? Who abolished slavery first in the world? Or among the first? Of course, the answer is Britain and then the United States. Here's another question. Should a kid in Vermont stand for the flag? Since Vermont being a northern state, its citizens died, its young men died in the war that ended slavery. Right? Right. Kid's an idiot, but I don't blame him. Although, I I take that back. I don't know how much I blame him. That's a more precise response. See, if I don't blame him at all, then I'm saying there's no free will. And I do believe there's free will. So he is partially responsible. The primary responsibility falls on his so-called teachers. Teachers is now a misnomer. Most teachers are indoctrinators. They're party hacks. That's what most teachers are, from elementary school through graduate school. The, the war on the profession of teaching waged by the left is a very sad one indeed. Boy, would I love to have spoken to this kid How many people know, for example, the number... I just read this. I didn't know it myself. I don't remember the number, but it was well over a 1,000. Well over a 1,000 British seamen died. It's 2,000. 2,000? 2,000 young Brits died intervening the slave trade, the transatlantic slave trade. They would be killed trying to stop the ships from shipping slaves. So I'm curious, how many countries in the world did that? How many countries in the world had its young people die in attempting to slop, to, to stop slave trade or slop slave trade? Hmm? How many others did that? The arrogance, the ignorance, oh God, it's painful. It is just painful. He won't stand for the flag. It's a major achievement of the left. The left is despicable because it makes war on the good and abets the evil. And liberals continue to vote for left. That's the, that's the tragedy of America, that liberals vote left when the left has contempt for every liberal value. 
What did you you said it to me yesterday? Was it was it you who who said it to me that the the definition of a liberal is not that he is liberal, that he is not conservative. You said that. Yeah. That was a very yeah. intelligent comment. Hmm? Republican. Yeah, not Republicans. The same thing. Yeah. That that's the definition. They don't stand for anything. They what liberals today. There are liberals who stand for something like Alan Dershowitz, but he's, he's such an outlier. It's, he doesn't represent anyone. He represents liberal values, but they're they're only held by conservatives. I I mentioned this on, on in my sermon on Yom Kippur to the four hundred people gathered at the service that I conduct each year, which you can still view, whatever your faith, you will find it very powerful. I think at Salem. Is it Salem Now or Salem Live? Which is it? Salem Now. Salem. There is no Salem Live. Then that's perfect. <laughs> SalemNow.com, where you can see uh, all the services that, that I just conducted. But anyway, I, I mentioned, and there, there are non-Jews who attend, but of course it's mostly Jews. And I said that... I've long realized that many Jews who who are not at all religious, their their Jewish definition of themselves is mostly they're not Christian. So they really, they're not anything Jewish in a religious sense. And so what they, their definition is, I'm not Christian. Liberals don't do anything liberal, don't stand for anything liberal, they're not Republican or not conservative. That their definition is what they're not. And that's a a very serious problem. What do you stand for? You're a liberal. What do you stand for? I'd like to. Everybody should ask liberals. Do you stand for racial integration? Then why don't you vote Republican? Democratic Party supports all black dormitories. Or what was the what was the one you just sent me about the faculty been divided by Pac and white? Yeah, I'll 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 get it for you folks during the break. It is now more and more common that there are clubs, associations, lectures for for people of color only. POC is people of color. These are all brand new ideas in America, where the idea was a melting pot, an idea that is anathema to the left, that everybody sort of melt into being an American. It's what I was raised with, and I was raised with it in my parochial school. We shall return. Dennis Prager here to share a product that can help keep everyone more healthy, Cofix RX. Most of us know that viruses of all types are a part of life. What we don't always know are the right products that could be protecting us. So I'd like to tell you about Cofix RX and its doctor-approved secret ingredient. As a safety measure, many doctors and nurses have been using iodine to swab their noses for decades. Iodine has been in use since 1811, and 96% of us are iodine-deficient. 
using Cofix RX antiviral nasal spray with povidone iodine is a smart way to stay healthy. Cofix RX is made right here in the USA. It's simple to use. You spray it up your nose and the iodine destroys germs and pathogens where they multiply in the nasal cavity. Check out CofixRx.com, that's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com, for a retailer near you, or use the coupon code Prager for 20% off at CofixRx.com. Here's another uh, another sign of our times. So, so Matt Walsh, whose movie I watched, What is a Woman? The Assault on Truth, Men Give Birth is a Lie. It's a 100% lie. Men do not give birth. If men give birth, there's no such thing as a man. Why use the term? Men do not give birth. Women who say they are men give birth. That is true. Okay. I I I don't dispute that. I don't mock that. But men do not give birth. Men do not have periods. So people cannot even answer. You heard the latest Supreme Court justice in the U.S. Senate was asked to define a woman. She said she could not. Although it was interesting, she said, I would leave it to biologists. Well, if you leave it to biologists, then (laughs) you come up with the answer that women give birth and men don't. So Matt Walsh, who made this excellent documentary for The Daily Wire, What is a Woman? He's now making a college tour. Is that right, making a tour? No. He's on a tour. This is from the College Fix. He went to the University of Illinois at Urbana. And he, uh, let's see, his visit prompted protests. Guy who says that only women give birth is having protests at universities. That's something. That's something. (laughs) Uh, It gets worse. During the event, during the event, There were chants and stomping outside the building by demonstrators. Prior to the speech, protesters held signs such as transitioning saves lives as attendees walked in. So I'm curious, prior to the last five years, how many people were dying because they didn't transition? Um, it's a serious question. It's it's not it's not meant as anything but a serious question. Why are why is the transitioning number? I don't know a thousand percent greater than let's say ten fifteen years ago. Is it not obvious? It's it's socially induced, not innate to the individual. How many people did you know growing up who thought they were the other sex? Did you know anybody? Did you know? No. You're you're definite about that. Definite. Yeah. Me too. I mean, gay is a separate issue. There's nothing to do with gay. Totally. By the way, just to remind you folks, at least, no, not at least, 
from the very beginning when T was added to LGB, I said, I don't understand. What is what does T have to do with L G and B? I never got an answer. All right, let's see what else. Walsh told his standing room only audience that now see that's good. I get big audiences at colleges too, and of course Ben Shapiro does. Jordan Peterson, I mean, you, you could basically rent out the college. It's interesting. I wonder how many left-wing speakers get big, big numbers. It is a good question. So, of course, you don't need left-wing speakers because every professor is a left-winger. So it, 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 it's, it's sort of redundant. Walsh told his standing room only audience gender transitioning is, quote, castrating, unquote, children. To his challengers, Walsh said, if they want him to be silent, you're going to have to throw me in a jail cell. If there is any hill worth dying on, he said, it's the hill of objective truth. That's right. That's correct. So I have, a, I have an interesting question here. Is Do you know if Matt Walsh is religious? Yeah. yeah. He's a committed Christian? Yeah. Right. So here's a very important point that I've been making all of my life. The the secular who don't like religion, some secular like it, just ignore it. The secular who are against religion, which is, of course, the left hates the Judeo-Christian world, for good reason, it's the antithesis of leftism. They, these people claim that they are the rational ones and the religious folks are the non-rational ones, right? And yet, the protectors of objective truth are far more likely to be religious Christians and Jews than they are to be secular people. As I say so often, secularism is a dead end, intellectually, morally, psychologically, socially, you name it. It is a dead end. It is dead. Secularism is dead. It's, it's living and well, but it, it's, a, it's a form of intellectual and emotional and psychological death. They don't believe in, in religious truth. Some secular people, of course, do. But overwhelmingly, the people to affirm there's an objective truth turn out to be the guys who believe in God and the Bible. Interesting, eh? Matt Walsh is a perfect example. If there is any hill worth dying on, he said, it is the hill of objective truth. And it is an objective truth that only women give birth. If you deny that, truth means nothing to you. Nothing. The word is a white supremacist word, as they say at the Oregon Education Department. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. 
This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. I'm reporting to you about Matt Walsh. The Daily Wire, speaking at the University of Illinois, Urbana. Standing room only, I'm happy to hear. He's made this excellent documentary, What is a Woman? And there are protesters outside screaming uh, against him. And he says, if there's any hill worth dying on, it's the hill of objective truth. It's... I did not know if he was religious. I would have bet a serious amount of money that he is. The fighters for objective truth today are overwhelmingly religious Christians and Jews. I just want to remind you folks on the Jews issue that I'm a religious Jew and Ben Shapiro, who is the head of Daily Wire, is a religious Jew. Religious Christians and Jews will either save this country or they won't. That is why I was so unhappy at the churches, including community that I particularly respect, the, the Mormon community, was obedient to irrational secular authority and shut down their churches. It was one of the darkest periods in American Christian history and Jewish history. The synagogues went like sheep too. You know, we so live in the moment because of 24-7 news that even things that happened a year ago are forgotten. But I won't let people forget this. The utter abject failure of synagogues and churches. The weakness, the sheep-like behavior of people who are supposed to think of what is right and what is wrong and fear God and not the CDC or their governor. In CDC we trust... That's right. It's the moronic idea of the lying institution that all of our medical associations have become. The American Medical Association, the, the pediatrics group, the American Psychiatric Association, they're all unscientific, woke, America-hating institutions today, truth-hating institutions. The moral collapse of American medicine is as deep as the moral collapse of American religion. No, it's not as deep. It's deeper, to be fair. By the way, you shouldn't despair. Despair is a sin. You know, i got to say this to you. P- 
people say, oh, you know, so much negative. So, yeah, of course there's so much negative. Hello, this isn't World War II. Your kid isn't being shipped over to Normandy Beach or Italy or North Africa or Japan. So I'm sorry. This, you know, it's, I can't handle all this negative news. Oh, wow, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. You'll just have to deal with it if you love this country and you love liberty. What would you like? A report on all the bus lines that were on time yesterday? Got that out of my system. We are living, this is a great line by Matt Walsh, we are living through a period of mass psychosis that is very, truly unprecedented. The author of the College Fix article did not know the word unprecedented and so wrote unpresented. And that's the College Fix, which I have great uh, admiration for. I, I really, I know you asked this. I'm referring to my producer. I asked this too. What do you learn in American schools? What is your question? What do they do all day? Yeah, that's your question. What do they do all day in an American school? They don't even learn how to write. They don't, I don't mean not just not how to write English. They can't write cursive. They can print. There are high school kids who, who can't sign their name. They make up some squiggle. No more music, no more art, no more grammar. Yeah, me and my friends went to the, uh, went to the movies yesterday. Me and my friends. Me went to the movies. You don't know that? You can't start a sentence with me? Just drop and and the and, and you'll realize. Me went to the movies. Would you say that? Does what I'm saying make any sense? You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today, and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special available to my listeners on the Percale and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as twenty nine ninety eight. Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing the soft feel you look for in a towel. This set comes with one bath, one hand towel, and one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. For a limited time, you can get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with the promo code Prager. Don't miss out on these extraordinary offers. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. It's the happy, 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 happy. Hey everybody, it's the Happiness Hour on the Dennis Prager Show every Friday. La deuxième heure, the second hour of the Dennis P. The Dennis P. R-A-G-E-E-R Show. They were not the original lyrics. I gotta say, this is one time. 
I cannot make that claim. Hi, everybody. The happy make the world better. The unhappy make it worse. You have a moral obligation to act happy even if you don't feel it. You cannot inflict your bad mood any more than your bad breath on other people. That is it. That is my boilerplate opening, which I am not reading because it's etched in my brain. I got a good one for you, and I'm taking it from the the my book that is coming out on Tuesday. It's a big deal because there's just five of these that will ever come out because it's on the first five books of the Bible. My commentary this time on Deuteronomy, the fifth book. So I want to share with you an insight from it that will change your life. All right? Uh, It's chapter 4, verse 29. You will find him if you seek him. That's with regard to God. And I'll come back to God in a moment. But it is true about almost everything in life. You will find, and you put it in the blank, if you seek, and you fill in the blank. People don't seek anymore. In June, according to my statistician, hey, I never called you my statistician. How do you feel about that? Is it ambivalent? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Our engineer is cracking up. Okay. According to the keeper of the records, the living martyr, it's one of the reasons for his martyrdom, is keeping the records. I spoke about this in June with regard to happiness alone, and I will return to it, but it's true about everything good in life. You've got to seek it. I'll give you an example that is not about happiness, that is not about God. When I speak to single people under, let's say, 40, and even sometimes older, male or female, so I talk to almost every single person under 40. I don't like to push it on people over 40. It might be a very sensitive topic. And I don't, I don't want to disturb them, and, and I mean that utterly and totally sincerely. But I will ask, let's say, a 30-year-old or a 25-year-old, 20-year-old, so are you, are you looking for somebody to marry? No, not, not, not really. If, if the, you know, somebody comes along, I'm not, I'm not certainly got, I'm not opposed to it, but, you know, I'm not, not seeking, I'm not looking for. It's a perfect example of the fill-in-the-blank that I'm talking to you about. This is in Deuteronomy, and this is, this is how I understand these, these brilliant lines, that there are gigantic lessons to be learned. People feel about God the way they do about a spouse. Oh, if God comes along, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take religion 
the Bible, and God seriously. They don't seek. They don't seek a spouse. They don't seek happiness. They, they don't seek God. That's important stuff. It, it's an amazing thing that the Bible, that Deuteronomy would say this. If you seek him, you will find him if you seek him. He's not coming to you, oh, old friend, old pal. God's not going to show up at your doorstep. Some people, it works that way. I can't explain it. God never showed up on my doorstep. I've sought him my whole life. That's why this stuff speaks to me so profoundly. You seek him, you'll find him. It's in the Deuteronomy book coming out on Tuesday. For many of you, the thought of buying a commentary on Deuteronomy is probably about as low on your list of presumed reading as a book on Asian insects. And if the Asian insect book is illustrated, that might be even a notch higher. (laughs) This is not an illustrated book. Tough to get pictures of God. But these are the insights that shape my life. And I, I hope that they would shape yours. So, devoting the happiness hour to the notion that if you don't seek something, it's very unlikely you will find it. Everything good must be sought, including happiness, including a spouse, including God. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven. Give me a jingle, there, Sean. Will ya? Hello, look alive. Eight seven seven two four three. Yeah. All right. our jingle writers out there we used to get jingles pretty regularly we haven't had jingles in a couple of years was it covid or no that's never covid was it the lockdown we could get jingles on a whole host of things like uh give me the jingle for if nothing's horrific life is terrific if nothing's horrific then life is terrific of sayings you know somebody oh man it's killing me who came up with this it's painful to me oh yes yes a wonderful liberal that I had dinner with recently liberal yes honest to goodness liberal democrat but he's a liberal he's not a leftist he came up with a very good line for these one-line ideas that I have, like that. There's nothing's horrific, life is terrific. And he's very new to my life, so it was it was very interesting to get his perspective. He said, these are Prager's Proverbs. Isn't that a good line? Because people had said Pragerisms for all these years, which is a fine term. But Prager's Proverbs is so 
you know, and it, only because he was like new to all of this, he had a, a new perspective. I, I really liked it. He grew up Seventh-day Adventist. He's, he's secular now, but he, he, he the, it had a, a deep and lasting impact on him. So, yeah, the, so let's get more of these Prager Proverbs into jingles. Nothing's horrific. Life is terrific. Man, is that ever true. So back to pursuit. What do you pursue? What did you teach your child to pursue? I'll tell you what people pursue. Pretty much one thing. Success. That's what they pursue. Nothing wrong in pursuing success, by the way. There's something wrong if that's all you pursue. That's the theme of this happiness hour. Seek and ye shall find, as it were. Um, I figure this is the perfect time. It was the my producer's idea. Take something from the Deuteronomy book since it's coming out next week. So I'm taking this, chapter 4, verse 29. If You will find him if you seek him. That is the way it works. People spend their lives, in effect, waiting for things to happen. That's why I'm such I'm so keen on people doing things, taking part in meaningful experiences. Seek these experiences; you'll be a, a richer person. I love this is music from the 40s, correct? 29. All right, fair enough. Anything pre-50s it sounds uh, very similar to me. Look at how happy it is. And, and I think of the music that generations since then have, have listened to, or at least since the 60s, 70s. That's why I listen to it. It's not so much that I love it. Although I, I like it a lot, I don't I don't love it. That I can't say I love it, but I listen to it because I like to relate to a happier era. That's the Roaring Twenties. What year was the Depression? Oh, so this is right before the Depression. And yet, music from the Thirties did not reflect the unhappy state of the country. Some of it did. Some of it did? Yeah. Like what? Like, uh, you know, there's a famous I'd like to, I'd like to play it once. I'd be very curious. One eight Prager seven seven six. If you find what I have to say of significance in your life, then I passionately recommend that you get my book coming out on Tuesday. I know it sounds like I'm selling you something. I'm totally aware of that. I can only say nobody writes a commentary on the book of Deuteronomy thinking they'll get rich. Is that fair to say? I think so. This is a labor of love to offer the greatest insights in the history of the world, biblical, especially the first five books, to people of every background. 
So I'm using something from it, an incredibly important sentence or verse, as they put it. If you seek him, you will find him. In other words, if you don't seek God, you won't find God. There are a handful of people to whom God appears without their making an effort. Okay, I'm not one of them, just for the record. I'm like the rest of you, or most of you, let's put it that way. I have sought and found. I've sought a religious life. I have sought God. I have sought happiness. I have sought a spouse. That's right. Yes, I've sought success too, but success was never the highest, let alone the only priority. What did Vince Lombardi say, the great Green Bay Packers legendary coach? Winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Now, by the way, that's true on the field. The purpose of a team is to win. What, What other purpose does a team have? But if the only purpose of a player is to win, he has a very empty and short-lived happy life. The average, what is the average NFL player? Four years? It's, it's a very, very limited uh, era in one's life. It seems like it'll last, but obviously nothing lasts forever. Well, so, certain transcendent things do, but we don't. I made the case about seeking happiness. You know how many people write on happiness and say, oh, you can't pursue happiness. It's just a byproduct of other things. First of all, it's a non sequitur. Even if happiness is a byproduct of other things, then seek the other things. (laughs) Right? It's never... You have no idea how often... And these are intelligent people who say this. No, you can't... I I hear this all the time, and I I never argue with such people because... They're often so nice and even very supportive of me. And I, and I, I just I don't want to argue, but I just need to tell you the, the statement you can't pursue happiness because it's a byproduct of other things is a non sequitur. Of course it's a byproduct of other things. So seek the things that make it a byproduct. It's, it's amazing that people don't extrapolate from the statement that they, that they themselves made. Seek. That's, that's, that's the message of this happiness hour. Everything worthwhile must be sought. Seek a spouse. Seek, seek God. Seek happiness. Whew. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not life, liberty, and happiness. The brilliant, brilliant, base, by the way, Deuteronomy-based writers... I've mentioned this to you. I only learned this in the last two months, I think. Prior to my uh, post-writing my Deuteronomy commentary, the most frequently cited book by the founders of the United States of America, secular or religious, was the book of Deuteronomy. That's how rich it is. Virtually every page of my commentary, you will go, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, that's important. Wow, wow, wow. So what, what, does, what does your son or daughter, your college-aged 
son or daughter seek? Let's say 75 years ago or more, your daughter would have certainly sought, your college-age daughter would have sought a man. Your college-age daughter today is unlikely to seek a man. She's seeking a career success, which is fine. I don't object to that at all. But if she's not seeking a man, she's making a big big mistake. They don't just come along, and good men don't grow on trees, just for the record. And the same with God. Well, you know, I, I just don't believe. Okay. What does it mean you just don't believe? It's like saying, well, look, I, I just don't play piano. Of course you don't play piano. You didn't study piano. You didn't seek to play piano. You're as likely to find God without seeking as you are to play piano without seeking piano lessons. That's my view. Other people have different views that somehow or other it, it's uh, faith just descends upon them. Okay? I'm not arguing with that for those who have had that experience. I have not. I am a seeker. It's a good thing to be. Anyway, it's just another fantastic line from this incredible book called Deuteronomy. And you can obviously get it now. It'll come to you by Wednesday or Thursday because it's coming out on Tuesday. The Rational Bible. 1-8 Prager 776-877-243-777. When did you guys pick this song? A couple of weeks ago. I like it. If it's happy, I like it. Okay, what does that mean? I'm an old what? Oh, chunk. Oh, I'm an old chunk of chunk. I didn't hear chunk. Or chump. I like it. Who's singing this? John Anderson? Are you related to John Anderson, Sean? Well, I thought you were. Every McConnell I know has an Anderson in his family. That's why. Hi, everybody. Happiness Hour. I think it's fitting that four days before the publication of my next volume of The Rational Bible... A 10-year project, so it's a very big deal. The Deuteronomy book is coming out, fifth book of the Bible. And I took a verse, if you seek him, you will find him, about God. Everything good must be sought. Can you think of an exception to that? I can't. And somehow or other, people don't think that way. They seek one thing, or many do, most do, success. And by that, what does success even mean? I should do a happiness hour on success, the meaning of success. 
What is a successful life? Let me write that down. I like that as a very good topic. What is a successful life? Since everybody wants success. And I understand that. I'm I'm not opposed to that at all. I've sought success. But but my definition of success has, has not been financial. It turned out that I'm I'm doing well and it's I consider it a, a tremendous blessing, but it's never what I sought. I sought to do good. I know it's unbelievably corny to say that, but that's the truth. God knows it. Everyone who knows me knows it. Anyway, that's the success issue. It's not the subject. It is it, it is seeking. Okay, here we go. Bloomington, Indiana. Steve, hello. How you doing, Dennis? Good to talk to you. Thank you. I, I wanted to say to you, if I could just go off topic for a second, that I've been taking Nerve Renew for like five months, and it's really, really working. It's amazing. Well, um, you know, I, I it's always a gamble when somebody doesn't say what they said they would tell the screener. I know. But, but you know what? In this case, no, no, no. I'm, I'm actually happy you did. I just I want to say cool. something about that. If I, so hold on, if you would, for a moment. Okay. I never, ever, ever would even consider saying something about a product if I didn't use it and it didn't work for me. I... To th- the thought that mm-hmm. I would compromise my credibility for for an advertisement is so absurd to me. I don't believe I anything that. works for. I know, I know. I just want to say this for everybody else. If I tell you folks that something has affected me, it has. Doesn't mean it'll affect you. But right. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear this. Thank you for noting that. Okay, and, go ahead. And, and, and that's why I knew I had to spring it on you. If I you're right. You, no, no, you're, you're no, no. That's right. <laughs> I'm saying. So anyway, I just wanted to say something. You were kind of asking before for maybe a jingle about this thing. And I am a songwriter, composer, singer, recording artist, and that kind of thing. Uh, This is is all about your thing about seeking. And I have something I'd throw out there as as a jingle. It's like, if you don't seek it, you're not going to find it. If you do, you just might. You know, it's kind of like that. Right. Okay, sounds good to me. But that's um, so. Put it, put it to music, and we'll see if we can use it. Yeah, I like that. Wait, put it to music. See if we can. No, no, it doesn't rhyme. It sounded like it. I'm flipping out today for reasons that I'm not entirely certain. <laughs> All right, folks. Everything good must be sought. Including your own goodness, you need to seek to be good. Let Dennis be Dennis. That's right. Let Dennis be Dennis. Works out well. Dennis Prager here with the third hour on Friday, final hour of the broadcast week. Whatever's on your mind about you, about me, about life, about death, about fountain pens, classical music, audio equipment, photography equipment, and cigars. I did it. 
let's celebrate with the music. on your mind. If I let you go before I take your call, don't be offended. People get offended too easily. It just may be too esoteric a subject. It may be a subject I know nothing about. Yes, that's right. I try to know a lot about a lot, but I don't know a lot, everything about a lot. <laughs> okay, so whatever the reason, don't feel offended, but you call in on what is on your mind. So why don't we begin with with Monrovia, California, and Mike. Hello, Mike. Uh, hello, Mr. Prager. I heard you this week complaining about how on uh, why or how libertarians uh, vote libertarian and essentially, in your opinion, waste their vote. No, no, no. Uh, it's worse than waste their vote. They destroy the country. Right, and that's what I wanted to address. Uh, I think uh, it's uh, like comparing uh, their libertarian ideology to Hindu veneration of the cow and, you know, the country's survival, even their own personal survival be damned uh, if they have to vote anything but libertarian because that's their sacred cow ideology. Everything else be damned. Oh, so you're agreeing with me? Uh, in a sense, I'm more explaining uh, your... Oh, no, I explained you know, it. They're purists. They right, rather purists, the country purists. die so long as they feel good about their onanistic experience. Or for those who don't know the term, it's a form of masturbation to vote for the Libertarian Party, if you're a conservative. You feel good, but you don't produce anything. I can't be more direct, can I? All you do is enable the left to continue to ruin this country. That's all a vote for a Libertarian Party candidate does. Let me make that clear again. All it does is enable the left to continue to destroy the country. But you feel good about yourself. It is, it is as pure a form of narcissism voting for the Libertarian Party as I know of in po- political life. Okay, I think I've been pretty direct on that. Now, if you're a leftist and vote libertarian, it doesn't matter. But if you consider yourself a libertarian and you vote for the Libertarian Party, uh, you are helping to wreck America. That is all you are achieving. Oh, I take that back and feel good about yourself. I never realized how important feeling good about oneself is until the modern the modern period cuz all of wokeism when disney says that they won't say boys and girls any longer and they don't at disney world or disneyland because sex is not binary they don't believe that i don't believe there's a single head of disney who believes there are more than two sexes but They feel good because they're on the side of the angels, and all the angels are on the left. So you feel good. The whole whole environmentalist movement of wrecking the economy of the Western world, 
is rooted in feeling good about yourself, that you're saving the planet. Been saving the planet since 1990, Al Gore's book, Earth in the Balance. Every 12 years, we're told there are 12 years left. 12 years go by and pretty much nothing happens. But they feel good about themselves. In life, one of the greatest questions you could ever ask is, does it do good or feel good? A libertarian vote for the Libertarian Party feels good and only does harm. Okay? If you if you want to take issue with me, I would love it and take your call immediately. Tell me why it is not an act of pure narcissism to vote for the Libertarian Party, meaning I'll feel good about me. All right. Let's go to... Uh, does not agree with you. I don't even know what it's about, but I always say, if it doesn't agree with me, I take you first. Hello, Emily in Los Angeles, California. Hi, Dennis. Hi. Um, I'm calling about statements that you've you've made recently. Uh, I I watched part of your um, um, debate on uh, the Young Turks, and I know you've said, you said then and other times that men... Um, are interested in marrying women who just want to be wives and mothers. I, and I don't I think I, I don't think I said that. I, I, I mean, you you may be right, but I've never said that in my life, so I don't know why I would have said that on the Young Turks. Well, maybe you said it in a different way. I that said that if a girl gets up in a high school or college class and says that my greatest aim in life is. To be a wife and mother, she would be looked at as somewhat bizarre. That I know I said, but I, 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 I believe you. You said that, but that. I don't even believe it. So I, since I, one of the beauties of of the fact that I have a bad memory about what I say <laughs> is that I, I, I know that I, I can never make something up because I'll never remember it later. So I know I don't believe that. I don't believe that men only want to marry wives oh. and mothers. No, 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 not only, not only want to marry wives and mothers, but let me just put it this way. In my opinion, young men no longer are looking for women who want, who... That's right. I agree with you. So that's another reason I wouldn't have said it. You're right. Uh, Men men today, uh, tragically, most young men today want the wife to earn half the income, if not more. Yes. I agree. I, they're, I, lo- I they're looking. They are looking for women the way men. That's the, right. The way women used right. to look for men. We're, we're in one hundred percent agreement. Okay, and and it's very short sighted because many of these um, women end up when they have children, not wanting to work, and they may be trapped into. Well, that. it's also, uh, in my view, it's not that masculine because the uh, the desire to take care of a family is a very beautiful thing for a man to want. Now, there there are times when it doesn't work out that way, and it's fine. I know terrific men who were the primary uh, caretakers of, of the home. Masculine, terrific men. Okay? I, I do. But they didn't set out with that aim. They, they, they set out with the aim of taking care of a family, 
And they ended up marrying a woman who just made that much more money because of her profession that it worked out best that they took care of the children. By the way, the children turned out fantastic. So I, I, I don't have a problem with that. That's still taking care of a family, taking care of a family. I'm, I'm not a 50-50 fan. That's, <laughs> that's one way of putting it. So there was a great example of where we ended up agreeing. That's good. All right, let's see. Um, <laughs> well, we'll take a health call. Stan in Tenafly, New Jersey. Hello. Hi, Dennis. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. This has to do with uh, vitamin D. I've been taking uh, 50,000 units a week for 10 years via what uh, Dr. Julian Whitaker said to take so that you build up your immunity and you don't have to take any vaccines and shots or anything. So when COVID came along, uh, I just said, well, I can't get COVID. My wife can't get COVID because then she started the thing. And we traveled. We went all over the country and we did everything. And we were exposed to COVID constantly and we never got it. And the cost to, to achieve this is $20 a year. But you have to get your vitamin level up to a 50 to 80. So everybody on television, everybody on the radio, all these doctors say that, Vitamin D is toxic, and you can't take too much of it, which means you can't... Yeah, that I haven't heard. That's that's interesting. Uh, The last two years have made it clear how much vitamin D can help you. I, I would never say you can't get COVID if you take vitamin D, but it's about... It's one of the best things you could take on a regular basis. All right, everybody. Oh, Kadoki, everybody. This is the hour that you uh, say what's on your mind. David in Long Beach, California. Hello. Hello, Dennis. Been listening since you were doing religion on the line. So we were both we were both very young. Yeah, I was back when I would drink a six pack, thinking it would give me more uh, insight. Those days are long gone. Anyway, um, I'm calling about um, your comment on the Disney hierarchy and how they. You know, they don't believe what they're promoting these days, but it makes them feel good to do it. So that kind of goes against the idea that uh, you can be happy when you believe in a lie, doesn't it? Oh, the number of people who have been happy believing in lies is very large. <laughs> well, I'm, I, you know, um, how do you figure that? Though? Why do they do that? How can they be sad? Oh, I, I know, I know exactly. Lie? I know why the heads of Disney do it. I, I, I'm pretty, well, let's put it this way. I'm not in their mind, but I'm pretty certain I know. The left is like the mafia. It will crush you unless you pay them some protection fee, protection money. That's it. They're cowards at Disney, just as they are at American Express and all other places. They're afraid of their young female employees in particular. And they're afraid of the New York Times and the Washington Post and the rest of the left-wing media. And they have nothing to lose, they feel. They, nobody fears conservatives. It's like nobody fears Christians. Guy puts a crucifix in his own urine, calls it Piss Christ, and sends it to museums all over America. 
He probably doesn't even have a bodyguard. Think he would do that with a Quran or a picture of Muhammad? Of course not. Because they know Christians aren't going to hurt them. Conservatives aren't going to hurt them. The left will hurt them. So uh, you're the president of uh, Disney, you're CEO of Disney, and you think the left can hurt me, the right doesn't mean a damn thing. I don't believe in this crap, but what the hell? I'll stop calling uh, people at Disneyland boys and girls. Because after all, that's what the left wants. They don't, they don't want kids to be called boys and girls. Sick. The left is sick. It's cruel. It's sick. And people give in to it. Courage is the least common of the human traits. So it's not because they believe in it. That was my point. Why not? They have nothing to lose from conservatives, and they have all to gain from the left. Oh, Kadoki, let's see here. Grove, Grove Heights, Minnesota. No, Inver Grove Heights. It's a long name. Daniel, hello. Hello, Dennis. Thank you for taking my call. Yep. Could you please tell me, is, is it possible to reconcile God's destruction of all living things on earth, except for those spared on Noah's Ark during the flood, with, um, and maybe it's due to context, but I'm missing it, where it says uh, in the Nila for Yom Kippur during the uh, the standing prayer, the Amida, and it is stated, for I do not desire the death of the one deserving death, declares the Lord God, therefore return and live. So can we reconcile God's destroying the world except for Noah with the statement that I do not desire... Yeah, the, the statement that you read... Right, do not des- right, the right I do not desire the death of the one deserving death. Declares the Lord God, therefore return and live. Right. So that is with regard to penitence. God would like us to be penitent. He doesn't want right. anybody to die because of the bad that they have done. Okay. Right. So, so it's that's, all about the word desire. It's all, it's all right. hinging okay. on the, the word desire. Fair. Okay. I understand. So my answer to the whole problem of God destroying the world except for Noah and his family and obviously the animals that went on board, whether one takes the story literally or figuratively is not important to me. And, and you're asking a very fair question. I deal with that in my Genesis commentary. Uh, first, the, the easiest answer, and it's not, it's not at all evading the question, is God knows what he's doing. And, mm-hmm. and, and I have so, your Genesis. I, ha- I right. have it, too. Where, where, where is it? Because I looked through it in the co- table of contents. I really couldn't. I missed it somehow. Well, yeah, just, just look at, I don't remember which chapter. Well, obviously, it's one of the early chapters. And I have a whole essay on, on why did God destroy the world. I, I deal with that because I try to deal with every difficult question imaginable. Otherwise, it's not what I call it the rational Bible. So that there are any number of answers. The, the most immediate answer is this. God wants people to be good. He didn't create human beings in order to be awful to each other. So the world, according to the story, had reached a level of such evil that God decided to start all over again. I don't have a problem with that. What is God supposed to do? 
look at look at the world and see people treating each other awfully and then say, oh, see, that's really sad, and just let people continue to do it. I mean, ironically, to a certain extent, that's happened even after the flood, people mistreating one another terribly, I mean horribly. One of the most moving verses in the entire Bible is in Genesis, when God looked at mankind, and it's the Hebrew is very touching. God got sad unto himself about seeing what man had done on earth. God started out optimistic. So you'll say, doesn't God know the future? I don't know. I don't think it's even important to know. But I can say this. God wants us to be good to each other. And if we screw up, it's bad news. I consider this the greatest work of jazz ever written. Take five. It's mesmerizing to me. When there's the drum solo in the middle. Dave Brubeck. It's in five-quarter time. That's why it's called Take Five, which is very rare timing. And jazz, like I like everything else. There's great, there's mediocre, and there's awful. It's true for classical. It's true for pop. It's true for everything. Yeah, here we go. Make it louder. bad because I should be talking. <laughs> All right, put it, take it take it away, take it away. You if you heard this on my audio system, you would for the first time in your life probably understand why a person would spend as much money as I have on an audio system. The drum on my system is so real that you would have to be sitting on stage to hear it with that clarity. Music, ah, don't start me. What a gift. You know that I actually thought of, of dedicating one of my books to Bach, Haydn, and Beethoven. Would that be weird to... Because I've really covered my... Uh, my family and and others I did I covered my family covered that's right even my wives <laughs> uh, it's an interesting subject but I won't pursue it 
blessed current marriage. My wife is the recipient of the dedication in each of the five books of the Torah. And underneath it is the inscription from Genesis, not good for man to be alone, I will make for him a helper who is his equal. That's the actual Hebrew, Ezer Kenegdo, a helper who is his equal. Keneged means equal to. So how can you be an, a helper and yet equal? I think you can. All right, we continue whatever is on your mind. Dallas, Texas. George, hello. Hello, Dennis. How are you doing? Well, thank you. Hey, I am listening to you every day, and I agree with a lot of things you say, but I just want to ask you, ask a favor. You always say, well, I have a friend who's a liberal, but he's not a leftist. But liberals have the ideology of leftists because they vote Democrat, and the Democrats are leftists. So I feel like you know, we're, well, no, that, that's, well, that, all right, so George, that's my whole point. They don't have the ideology of leftists, yet they vote. They vote they yes, vote they, you do. I say that all the time. Liberals are the damaging group of the country because they vote for the left. There are not enough leftists to ruin the country. If it were not for liberals voting the opposite of their values, this country would be in great shape. I am very annoyed to say the least, with liberals. But they don't but have yeah. left-wing ideology. They're not but voting... The ideolo- I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. You, you say they don't, they, they don't have the ideology, but they vote for Democrats That's that's right. That's the problem. Of course so it is. That you're you're, 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 essence, you're, you're echoing what I say. That is the problem. That liberals don't... Saying it's, it's so <laughs> I'm saying it what? I'm sorry. But you're saying it's okay for them I, to be Who said it's liberal, okay? I think it's but, disgusting. It's not okay. 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 It's awful. <laughs> what liberals are doing is it, they will have to answer to God for voting for the left. But I, but I don't delude myself. I know too many liberals. They don't share left-wing values. All they know is they're not Republican. Liberals basically stand for nothing. Except for Alan Dershowitz, I don't know a liberal who stands for anything. Jonathan Turley might be another exception. There are few, very few. Liberals stand for nothing. The only thing they know is they're not Republican or they hate Trump. They have no idea what they stand for. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, Become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.